This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, we have Movie Talk, a program for all things cinema-esque, for the discerning film and video junkie. Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at women in two totally different ways, in Juniper and Julia. We also have information on a festival of terror which starts this Thursday. Samuel? Sam? Come closer. Turn around. What? I want to take a look at you. Down on the beach. Sarah's going to need your help. I have to sort out Ruth's trust in England. She's your mother. But you're going to help look after her whether you like it or not. The main thing is her leg. I just need your help with moving her, really. Keeping her company. Believe me, this is far more humiliating for me than it is for you. In Juniper, a self-destructive teenager is told to look after his aggressive, alcoholic grandmother, who is suffering from a leg injury. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Alice cinemas to see this touching drama about deep family conflict. Uh, Carolyn, this film starts off in a rather intense way, showing the aggression between a teenage boy, his father and grandmother, but then manages to turn into a rather positive movie. What did you think of Juniper? I really liked it. It's hmm. got some really good, strong characters in it, which I always like there. Yeah. Oh, well, particularly um, Charlotte Rampling oh, in yeah. the main role yeah. as a grandmother. It's she's a masterclass amazing. acting from her. She's I mean, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, what amazed me. I bet she's this really difficult, aggressive, hard woman. She's always just setting, setting out to annoy somebody <laughs> or to, to do something, you know. She's not happy about anything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but she uh, plays it in, in such a way as she's, um, that you get the feeling that she, uh, Rampling, obviously delights in playing this very caustic and brittle grandmother. Yeah, because she has some wonderful lines. Yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> Wish I could think of those things sometimes. <laughs> And um, you know, so and, and so, I just I could see what a terrible woman she was, but I could, still couldn't help liking. <laughs> see, I didn't think she was terrible. I just thought, well, she's oh. a woman in pain. She's going to be. Oh, but I think she's been like that most of her life. <laughs> <laughs> she had, but anyway, but yes. And so this is a, a New Zealand film with a British actress in the lead, but the rest of the character actors are all New Zealand. Uh-huh. And it's a New Zealand director and a New Zealand screenwriter, and it's just lovely. Our, our films are getting better and better, I think, New Zealand films, made ones. Oh, yes, they can be much more good, solid things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the locations, you just want to go mm. stay there. Yeah. But, um, oh, they've sort of gone beyond just, uh, you know, the, the sort of light comedies about what's happening over the backyard in, in your, yeah, in the, your the Auckland real, home. <laughs> the real human interest stories and, and mm. about relationships, and this film is very much about a relationship between the father and the son and the 
father and the mother and the son and the grand uh, grandmother. It's just lovely. And then you've got the son's friends come into it as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to provide um, that light relief. Yeah, I mean, this is where um, uh, the, the grandmother, again, sort of gets into this because um, there's one, I mean, she, she's trying to help um, her grandson. She, uh, they get to, yeah, they, they, for the first quarter of the film, a third of the film, they keep arguing at each other. Yes. She throws this glass at, at him and the first one misses him, so <laughs> she gets another one, second time she hits him on the head with it. And yeah. You get this sort of aggression. Get eager on. But later on she offers him a gin of her, the many of all the booze that she's putting away, yeah. and uh, and they get to know like each other and know each other it better. Is. And, and better. in some ways, it's very much how that that skip generation works. You're often a lot closer to your grandparent. Well, feel that you can talk to your grandparents more than you can your parents because yeah. they're uh-huh. just that one removed. <laughs> and and no, it was just lovely. And and kudos to the um, George Ferrier, who's the it's his first. Feature film. He's been in TV before. He plays a seventeen-year-old son. Yes, he's a, yeah, he's remarkably good. And in he that. does. I mean, he's up against some. Yeah, I mean, Charlotte Ramping. I would have been terrified if I had been put up against her. <laughs> Why? Well, because she's a famous actress. Just or? because she's so good, oh, I would yeah, feel yeah. like an amateur than I am, of course. But um, yeah, and you've got Martin Koskis, who's been around uh, in New Zealand for a long time as well. And mm-hmm. he's, yeah, so mm-hmm. no, it's just a lovely. It's very sad as well. It's a very much a human interest story. Um, I mean, this, uh, the film touches on all kinds of uh, human um, issues and emotions and things. I mean, it, you know, because it sort of comes as a surprise that even an issue of suicide comes up because this yes. boy is genuinely considering suicide there at one yes, stage. Yes, and I, yeah, that probably it does need a trigger warning um, before if you go and see this film because of that. Um, but it's dealt with in a really um, good way, you know. Oh, it's you not mean with minimized. that white horse? Um, yeah, yeah. Don't give too much of the plot <laughs> no, away. Not, yeah. But you know, it's yeah. done with sensitivity and everything else, which I think is really lovely. And um, but we do have to mention the name. You and I were having a discussion yeah. over why well, the film. The, the, none of the characters are called Juniper. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember the word. I assumed that was going to be um, uh, the know, name the, of the, the woman. Gran- yes. Yeah, grandmother's name in yeah. the film. Uh, Juniper sounds like a name, <laughs> but also sounds like a vegetable. <laughs> and but, I thought it was because Juniper was is a bitter berry in gin. The yeah, gin yeah, features a, a lot in the film, yeah, yeah. so it makes it a character. But you had a different take well, on it. Yeah, well, I sort of. Because the word juniper never comes up once in the film, as far no. as I, I remember. <laughs> this is the odd thing about it. So what the hell? Who is juniper? Yeah. And um, but uh, but I, I sort of checking back further and came across um, two aspects of um, of that word, um, and and they're based on on Latin um, the, the Latin meaning. Yeah. So you thought a lot deeper than ju- I did. The juni part uh, quite easily can be seen. It comes from junio, which is um, in Latin means young, so that's where junior comes mm-hmm. from, and that sort of thing, and um, so it applies to the boy. So possibly the boy, the title of the film applies about to the, the boy, boy more yes. than to the grandma, and then the per part of juniper may it may have come from another Latin word pariri, which means uh, to positively produce something, and this is the whole point. This is what the boy. 
ends grows, up yes. doing. Yeah. He sort of matures a little bit. He, he gets his act together about his personal issues and problems and starts to make, which makes him capable to care for other people. Yes, so if the screenwriter is listening, if he could give Plains Communication a call and just settle. (laughs) (laughs) And see how (laughs) right we are. Who was closest as to how the film, why the film was called Juniper? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll stick with my Latin explanation. And I'll stick to the gin. gin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, well, I I, I thoroughly was impressed by this film on how how it changed the mood, the, the the intensity of it, you know. That was so heavy at the start. I thought, Yes, oh, well, it, it remains heavy, sort yeah, of, in no, a way. But, but actually, it's only 90 minutes long. It's not yes, too long. It's only, yeah, it's a very short um, story. So maybe that helps. Because I was thinking, oh, God, if this goes on for two hours, <laughs> I don't know if I can take this. But it uh, gently um, sort of um, evolves into yes. a totally three people caring for each other. Yes, and you even get the nurse her story yes. a little bit. I would have liked to have seen more about her story. Yes, anyway. there's no real explanation of who she was or how she got there a to look bit, after the yeah, old A little bit, yeah, a little bit, but yes, mm. yeah, no, it would have been nice. But, but she takes great care of this difficult she does. woman. But, uh, and, but still things. manages to dis- <laughs> uh, sufficiently distance herself from her yes, too. Yes, <laughs> no, she would have to. Yeah. Oh, well, there's another uh, top New Zealand film. Good, solid film, yeah. Yeah, good. Cool. Okay, thank you. Thank- That was Carolyn Brown with her views on Juniper, and I'm Hans Petrovic on Movie Talk on Plains FM 96.9. With me now on the phone is James Partridge, the director of the Terrify Film Festival which will bring a top-class collection of genre and cult films to the Alice Cinemas for five days beginning this Thursday. James, can you tell us something about the eight films that uh, will be screened in this? Yeah, sure. Hi, Hans. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, we've got eight films in cinema this year and also four online, so it's 12 in total. Um, but the, the, the eight films that, that are the screening at Alice starting on Thursday um, are, are an amazing selection of films. We have uh, a couple of blockbuster hits, so we have Prisoners of the Ghostland, a new Nick Cage film is opening up, uh, which we've already sold out one session on, so we've got a second session on sale now. Wow. Um, uh, and uh, we've got uh, a, a, two films called The Deep House and Gaia, which are horror films. Um, they were not going to play in cinemas in New Zealand, so we've been able to sort of rescue those, I suppose, in, in a way. Uh, they should have. They've played overseas, so we've been able to put those on as well. And we've got an amazing uh, accidental comedy film called New York Ninja, which was a film made in 1984, um, but never finished uh, uh, because they ran out of budget and it's been painstakingly put together and it's absolutely hilarious. Um, and it's this magnum opus of a, of a failed martial arts actor who wants to shoot his... his- his, his milestone film in New York, and I, I can guarantee you that's an absolute crowd, crowd pleaser. Yeah, and uh, you've even included um, 
Well, the Frighteners, I noticed, that because that, that's a sort of a Kiwi uh, classic type movie. And part of it, uh, that's 25 years ago, that old, that film. Uh, and part of that was even filmed in Littleton near here. It, it was, yeah. No, well, look, we, we, we always throw in a couple of retro screenings, films that, you know, are very close to my heart, I usually choose. Um, and the Frighteners is celebrating its 25th anniversary, as you say, a Kiwi classic and, and shot in Littleton. So what better place to, to bring it back to than, than the Christchurch area? And then we also have Poltergeist. Uh, which is the 1982 classic, which has actually uh, never had a cinema file available. The only way you could actually watch it in a cinema is if you had a 35mm print, and we've got a brand new oh. cinema file of that. Oh, uh, and it's one of my favourite films of all time, so I'm really excited. You know, that's really brilliant to be able to see it on the big screen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed on your uh, programme uh, list, the, there's a couple there I'm not too sure about. On Sunday night, 8.30, you've got the Terrify Secret Screening and Grand Finale. What's Secret Screening mean? <laughs> well, Secret Screening is exactly as it sounds. It's actually a film we don't tell you what it is. You, uh, it's oh. something we've, we've run in Wellington for us. So it's the first time we've been able to bring it to Christchurch, so we're super excited to do that. So it's a, it's a brand-new New Zealand premiere film. Uh, we just don't tell you what it is. You just have to come along and see. I mean, it's always it's not going to be a dour affair, so... so so fear not if anybody thinks it's going to be a tragic film. It's usually fun and entertaining. That's what we try to do. But um, we wanted to be able to bring uh, secret screening to Christchurch for the first time, and we're able to do that this year, which is super exciting. Yeah, and so it applies to the um, Monday night, that's the ev- last evening. you got a, th- a thing called uh, New York Ninja. Uh, you consider a cult classic, but uh, you call this a special terrify screening. In what way is that special to you? Oh, well, it's well it's special in the fact that it wasn't actually going to come to the cinema uh, and uh, we were going to have it as one of the online screenings and uh, so we added it as a bonus um, because it was just so popular and such a big hit and it's been a massive hit in Wellington um, when, we, when we screened it last week. So, so we really wanted that to be seen in cinema. So it's special in the fact that it, it wasn't originally going to play, but it is now. I see. Yeah. Well, you've done. I, I, I remember I had you on this program last year. Um, how long has this uh, Terrify Film Festival been going on for? Well, it's a, uh, it's the fifth year in Wellington. So we started it in Wellington, uh, and it's grown since then, and then expanded to, to Auckland and Christchurch. And we're super excited to bring it to Christchurch, and now and now it's found its home at Alice Cinemas. So, so it'll be the the third year in in, in Christchurch. I see. Uh, and yeah. So we're, we're really excited to continue and grow that uh, and and make it into something really special for the Christchurch area. Yeah. Oh, there's just one other thing i just uh, got to give a mention to. This is, I mean, at the moment we're getting all sorts of um, film festivals and cancelled film festivals and all sorts of things going on in Christchurch. This is because of the COVID lockdown and associated um, uh, issues. And, um, and I'm just thinking of the International Film Festival, which is also uh, going on now. But that has actually been put back a total... Oh, yeah, total week. No, it starts this Friday again. It should have started last Friday. They've had to push it back a seven-day time, but they are going to show it on all the films at exactly the same time on exactly the same day of the week there and sort of overcome their problems with it that way. I just wondered, has this the um, COVID issue affected you in any way here or anywhere else? 
Well, no, all the dates of our screenings are the same. Uh, I guess we were sort of closely monitoring the situation like everyone else throughout the year to, to, to see what was going to go ahead. And I'm super stoked we can go ahead. Um, but we, but the great thing, I guess, COVID has given us the opportunity to trial a hybrid festival, so online and in cinema. Uh, it's something that means in the future we can bring even more films to to, to the people. So I guess that's, that's I, suppose, I guess, in a way, it's sort of forced us to... To, to really sort of step up our plans, which is <laughs> great for us. Um, and it just means that we can, you know, bring you more amazing films. Uh, but, you know, in cinema, it's still the preference. It's always going to be the, the first off the block. So we're, so we're not sort of replacing that experience at all. But it, but for us, it means we can bring you more. And yeah. I think that's pretty exciting. And and uh, it's also, anyway, people will have no issue at all. They follow the program that they see at the at uh, Alice for, for the next, for the coming week. And, uh, and, and it'll all be following that. That exactly without any issues yeah. at all. Yeah, you yep. can you can go and either book tickets to see the films at terrifyfest.com, so that's F I is in sci fi, uh, or alice.co.nz, and, and you can book tickets from there as well and see see the films available in the Times. Yep. Okay, well, thank you very much. Good talking to you again, and uh, best thank wishes you. with uh, lots of terrify. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Great. Thank you so much, Hans. Really appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Cheers. Bye. That was James Partridge with news on the Terrify Film Festival, which starts at the Alice Cinemas this Thursday. I'd like to thank the sponsor of the show, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Morehouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website, www.assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, www.assetmanagers.co.nz. Assetmanagers, one word, dot co, dot nz. I'm Junja Child. Today you have rock star chefs. Julia's the first. Mm, I think I love you. Julia had these kind of romantic dreams for what her life might be. She was really pining for adventure. I did want to be a spy and I thought I'd be a very good one. She never looked back. As soon as I got into France and realized what it was all about, one taste of that food and I never got over it. I decided that I would enroll in the Cordon Bleu. Cooking was a world of men. Women were basically part of the window dressing. You certainly didn't see them teaching. I'm Julia Child. Welcome to the French Chef. Put together from archive footage, Julia is a delicious documentary about the legendary American chef and cookbook author, Julia Child, who changed the way Americans think about food. Mary Gibson's been off to the Academy Cinemas to see this charming portrayal of cooking's most fearless and unlikely person. Uh, Mary, you were well aware of Julia Child, who began a TV show's way back in the 1960s. Uh, what do you think of Julia now after seeing this film? Look, I thought that this film was absolutely brilliant. You know, it's so well put together. And, um, I mean, I didn't change my thinking. I still remember her. It's Julia. 
Julia Child, you know. I remember <laughs> as a child hearing that voice, you know, it's Julia Child. And off she'd go and she'd be telling you all these things and different things to do. So, you know, that voice never changed and her way of yeah. um, interacting <clears throat> and, and, you know, and, and, and the brilliant thing about it is that, you know, this was not her life's destiny when she started out. She was brought up in, in a, obviously a very well-to-do family. Yeah. And <clears throat> her father's goals for her were to marry well. Yeah. And, you know, it would be nice if she could cook well. So she so was allowed... she went to university instead. Yeah, mm. she went to university and she refused to do the, you know, to marry well and to do all of that and basically went overseas into the um, into the services. Yeah, well, and this is it. After when World War Two started. Yes. Um, she signed up with this uh, some body which later be- became known as the CIA. So she was yeah, in, with yeah. an espionage bunch there. And they first sent her off to Ceylon, Sil- mm. which is Sri Lanka now. Mm. And uh, she's, uh, there she met her husband, who's doing mm. similar work. And then those two moved on to France to work there and live there. And, and, and also, I don't know where they got married, I've forgotten. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Interesting because um, that, that you know you don't know any of that unless you've you've studied her or whatever. So it was really interesting to see that story and how her and Paul, her husband, b- became firstly friends and then obviously missed mm. each other when they weren't together. Oh yes, and yes. then then they decided to marry. And people didn't like him because they thought he was a spy or odd or whatever. He and she's she was very tall. She was over six foot. Yes, Six foot two. Six foot two. And and she was one of the shorter members of her family. They were all over six foot tall. And he was short. He was probably five eight. Do you know what I mean? He was probably average. But, um, and and he was also, you know, younger than her. Um, But, you know, not not a lot younger, but but younger. And, um, no, sorry, he was... Similar age, that's right. And, you know, just to see how they were and how they became this couple who enjoyed intellectual conversation, who yeah. enjoyed good food. And, and he yeah. he was clearly besotted with her, even though they were sort of at odds with each other to look at as yes, a couple. Yes, 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 but, yes. But, you know, <clears throat> the whole cooking <clears throat> piece... Yeah. And he was, was always there to help her in well, any way. Well, and that, that happened when he was effectively made redundant from whatever... He spy spy agency he was with or whatever, and they thought he was a communist, and they said that he was homosexual. So they tried to discredit him because they didn't like him because he was yeah. you know outspoken and liberal and all of those things, which totally suited Julia Child because that's exactly what she was <laughs> outspoken and liberal and all of that, and um, just really interesting watching the how the little vignettes were put together through their lives and how they came together to to develop this whole story and how she became involved in cooking. You know, she went, oh, yes. they were stationed mm. in France yes. and, and yeah, he, he, he was mm. stationed there as yeah. part of his job and she was like, well, I'm not going to sit mm. at home and be a housewife. Yeah. And she loved the French food. The first meal she had was sole manure, which is basically sole cooked in loads Butter. And that just took and her away took her completely. Off. Yeah. yeah, well, she's, she says in the film that uh, about that first meal uh, of French cooking that one taste of that food and I never looked back. No. That changed it. I mean, she, somehow, I mean, this is a surprise to me, uh, but 
She just was not used to such top quality food in America. Well, uh, there's no surprises there, Hans. It's, <laughs> no, a, when it's you think a young about country, it, and mm, you yeah. know, I mean, still the food is not great. But what Julia Child did by having her cooking show, and you've got to remember that she was active until until she died at 91 years old. Wow, yeah. she was still active. In, in television and all of those things. And she'd set up the Julia Child Foundation to help people into, a, um, into gastronomy and culinary arts and all of those things. You know, you would have no Blue, Hester Blumenthal, Gordon Ramsay, um, <laughs> Jamie Oliver, no, yeah. uh, Rick Stein, any of those celebrity chefs. Yeah, on not, TV uh, personalities. No, yeah. she was the... Number one. Yeah, she paved the way. She yeah. was the crusader. Mm. She was the one that set the path. And for a woman, and when she was learning to cook in France, she was the only woman. And they... Oh, yeah, she went to the, the Cordon Bleu. Why would you have a woman here, you know? And and the images of her and this big, towering, six-foot-two woman leaning over <laughs> and looking at these people as if to say, oh, that's interesting, and what are you doing there, and all that kind of... And she just seemed to be able to cross across so many different sectors yeah. in terms of her her uh, teaching and her cooking. Yeah. And the other interesting part of that was, well, we could talk for ages and ages about this. It was mm. such a good movie, but was the um, first cookbook that she developed with Louisa, from, who was Italian. And, the, the, and they explained every step of the way how you did something, whether yeah. it was a beur blanc or whether it was a concasse or whatever mm. it was. And the film has got these beautiful f- f- shots from, from the uh, TV her cooking program of the food itself. Yeah. yeah you know, on this big screen. Yeah. Oh, that really made you want to sort oh, of get it. Well, and, and, but, you know, her first cookbook was turned down because it was too... Compl- not too complicated, but it explained too much. And the author, the publishers said, we only want you to tell them how to cook it, put it in the microwave yeah, or the yeah, oven, and yeah, that's, that's it. it. Don't go to any detail. Yeah. Mm. So it's so brilliant, oh, so yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 uh, I was surprised just how good this film really was, everything from the food in it to this amazing, uh, you know, Strong-willed woman, yeah, but also yeah. with a genuine, deep, deep, deep love for food. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. That was Mary Gibson with her views on Julia, and I'm Hans Petrovic, inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday, and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website. That's plainsfm.org.nz. Plains FM 96.9.